Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, January the 12th, 2023, and um, we're uh, we're wrapping up our kind of first week of reading reading together. It's our second week in the reading plan, but together, because we didn't, we weren't together the first week. Uh, wrapping up our first week together, reading through uh, the New Testament, as we're going to be doing through the rest of this year. So today we're on um, Luke chapter 3, um, and tomorrow, on your own homework, read Luke chapter 4. And uh, you'll have completed the five readings for for this week number two. So today, Luke 3, tomorrow on your own, Luke 4. And as we said, if you want to get read through the entire Bible, so we're on track to read through the entire New Testament in a year. But if you you know want to read through the whole Bible, um, there are plenty of plans out there that can do that. But you know, as a just a rough rule of thumb, read a chapter from the Old Testament, read a chapter from Psalms, read a chapter from Proverbs, and um, and you'll probably be in good shape. Or or an epistle, maybe a chapter from the epistles. So you add like three other chapters, add three more chapters to your reading, and you'll you'll be on you'll be on track. Yeah. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Nona. Good morning, Brenda. Great to have you guys on. Let's do it. Let's uh let's jump over to Luke chapter three. See what the Lord has to say to us today. You know we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's see. Uh Luke three. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother, tetrarch of Atyria, and Trachonitis. Uh, That sounds like a medical condition. (laughs) Uh, You have Trachonitis? I don't know. But that's where he was over that. And Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, that's in Texas, uh, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Now, isn't it interesting? This is the neat com- comparison to uh, the readings we've been doing uh, already this week, who recount, um, you know, Matthew and Mark recount the ministry of. Uh, John the Baptist. Did you notice how much more uh, historical markers Luke includes? I mean, the reason for mentioning all these historical figures, exactly who they were and at what, you know, during which reigns and who was reigning where and when, and, you know, you think it kind of, it kind of zeroes in on a specific time, right? He's like, this person was reigning here, you know, you know, you start mentioning when all these different authorities uh, were raining, it kind of zeroes in on a specific time. And uh, so it's a good, it's an important historical marker uh, because Luke is a historian. He's a physician, historian. He's wanting to write, he's wanting to tell the gospel. 
in a very uh, linear, linear, historical, uh, scientific way, a way that can be verified, validated. Um, and so here he's putting all these historical markers that, so that we can, uh, so that his uh, contemporaries would know exactly which John he's talking about. Eventually he gets to the point, right? The word of the God came to John. So all these things happen historically. This is the time and period that it happened. And during that time is when the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of, of as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. We've heard that a lot this week, right? That we have this John the Baptist ministry um, to make, make the paths straight for God. Um, um, or at least make the path straight for others to find God. You know, how can we live each day in a way that uh, makes the path straight for people? It reminds me of uh, in, Acts, um, in the book of Acts. Um, we don't want to make Acts chapter 15. We don't want to make it hard for those turning to God. right? We don't, we don't want to complicate the path for those trying to find God. We want to make it easy for those who are turning to God. We want to we be John the Baptist. We want to make the path straight. Like This is the way to God through our behavior, through our attitude, through our words, through our actions, uh, making the path straight for our children for our loved ones, for our community, for our friends. Yeah. That's what John the Baptist was, a voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The idea of like these, these uh, uh, treacherous terrain, you know, deep valleys and steep hills, and he's saying he's going to make it straight. He's going to make it level. He's going to bring out the excavate, uh, excavator. <laughs> and level it. Make this make the rocky places straight. Gonna level the ground so you can build that foundation, which is Christ, man. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what we want to do. We want to level the ground so that the, the, the foundation that is Christ can be laid in people's lives. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways smooth and all people will see god's salvation hmm. damn what is it what is to, what is it to see god's salvation um it's to see jesus it's to see the uh the activity in the person of jesus so how can i um how can i make the hills low and fill in the valleys and make a, the crooked places straight so that um people can see God. And maybe there's some hills and valleys in your life that you need to, that need to be straightened out so you can see God. You know, I need to, need to clear some things out so that I can see clearly, see Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. See some of you guys just jumped on. Welcome. So glad to have you guys on today. Verse 7, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers. Now, that's not exactly a welcoming that you want. <laughs> uh, you 
you brood of vipers. Well, uh, good morning to you too. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, because he's he religious leaders, man. The people they they weren't coming. They were coming just to be spectators. They weren't coming to truly uh, undergo a baptism of repentance. They were going just to to watch, to sneer, to malign what he was doing. So John the Baptist, he ain't cleaning. He ain't clowning, man. He's a, you know he's he's just had a a lunch full of locusts. We talked about that yesterday, but he's had some locusts. He's had some wild honey. He ain't playing. You brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Hmm. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children of Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. He's trying to wake them up, man. He's telling them. He's telling them, and he's, it's word for us, right? Like, quit playing. Like, it's time to produce fruit of righteousness. Like, 2023 is a year in our lives we need to start producing the fruit of righteousness. Start producing fruit. Like, if we aren't producing spiritual fruit in our lives, it's time. <laughs> and how do you produce spiritual fruit? You don't do it by trying to manufacture it on the outside. You do it by filling up the inside, by tending to the roots, by digging our roots into the soil that is Christ, digging our, our roots into the soil that is his word, getting connected with the people of God, the, the family of God, community, to nourish us and to encourage us and to strengthen us. And we reach out. We, we reach out. We reach out to those who are far from God. We share our faith. We point people to Jesus. We make the path straight for people to come to Christ. We produce that fruit. Not only the fruit of, you know, those, those uh, characteristics on, our, on the tree that is our lives. You know, not, it's not just being a person of love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. It certainly is those things. That's fruit, spiritual fruit. It, but it's also part of the fruit that we produce is by reaching other people, witnessing, evangelizing, helping other people become disciples, mentoring others, disciples making disciples, produce fruit. And let that be your prayer today for this year, 2023. It's going to be a year of spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. Uh, God's interested in spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. Come on now. You've seen that. You've seen that bumper sticker. God wants spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. Yeah. So we want to produce some spiritual fruit this year. Um, and so John's telling these religious leaders, man, God's the, the axe is at the base of the tree. He's about to chop down any tree and ain't producing fruit. He's tired of planting. This whole religious establishment that had been created that was just, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a machine, but it wasn't producing any spiritual fruit. It was just activity without holiness, without uh, the, the Spirit's power, without life transformation. It was just this grind of religion. He's like, man, that, the, the axe is about to chop that tree down. That's why Jesus, when he said, he said, this, this temple you see, this temple, I'm about to tear it down. Three days, I'm going to raise it back up. Well, you're going to rebuild it, the temple. 
the activity of God, the access to God is no longer going to be through a brick and mortar facility. The activity and the access to God is going to be through him, through Jesus. So he's going to tear that old temple down. He's going to raise it back up in three days. The axe is already at the tree. What should we do then? The crowd asks. That's a good question. You know, good, uh, good question to ask. What should I do then? What should we do? Any, and here's John's answer. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? He replied, don't exhort money and don't excuse, um, excuse, accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. He's like, so, so what? So what should we be doing? Treat people fairly. Act justly. I mean, John was a prophet in the truest sense of the word. He's calling for justice, fairness, telling the tax collectors, don't collect more than you're supposed to. Do your job. You got to collect some taxes. I get that. But don't, don't squeeze people, man. Don't be cheating people. You're, you're entitled to an honest day's wage. I get that. But don't be cheating people. Don't collect more than you're supposed to. This, to soldiers, what should we do? Well, the soldiers were there to, to enforce the, uh, the law. And some of that was tax law, but there was other laws as well. He says, don't, ex don't exhort money, extort money, and don't accuse people falsely. Be on the side of fairness and rightness. Hmm. That's what it means to turn your heart to God, right? Like repent, prepare the way of the Lord. It's like start, think, start, start thinking, start caring about the things care God cares about. Hmm. Repentance, what? It means start caring about the things God cares about. Stop, stop being so consumed with you know, your, own, your own needs, wants, and desires and start caring about what God desires. That's what John's trying to tell people. The people were waiting expectantly, this is verse 15, and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. Hmm. People were wondering, is this the Messiah? John the Baptist? Is this cat the Messiah? He got funky clothes. I'm not crazy about his clothes and what his and his, you know, what he's eating, but he might be the Messiah. The brother got a the brother got a hot message. I ain't telling, I ain't lying. He he telling it like as like it is, and some some's at working in his life. So maybe this is the guy. <laughs> John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to, un to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Hmm. I mean, kudos to John, right? I mean, people are saying, are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? You know, he could have he tried to take... to. He could have tried to take in that praise and acclamation, but no, nah, no, nah, he's going to stay true to his calling. No, I'm not the Messiah, y'all. I got my role. He got his role. Let's not, don't get it, don't get it twisted here. Um, I uh, am the voice crying in the wilderness. I baptize you with water. I'm the one making the path straight for him. I, I'm not the, I'm not the one coming down the road. I'm the one going out and uh, down the road ahead of him to make the path straight. I'm clearing the, you know, you think about like a parade when the, when the, uh, when the police, like on the, on the motorcycle, little, little uh, on the motorcycles at the parades, they're like, rear, rear, you know, scares the bejeebies out of everybody. Everybody come to Jesus there for half a second. And yeah, you know how that is. 
that's that's John. He's there with his little motor. You know, he's on. He's like it's like the the motorcycle cop on the, at the parade. He's he's not the parade. He's preparing the way of the Lord. He's making the path straight, clearing the crowd. Woo, woo. You know, it's like wow. You know, scared and everything. And then, but he's pointing to it. So it's coming. It's coming. You know, and you can hear those motorcycle cops way ahead of the parade. Like, ooh, it's on this way. It's on this way, y'all. I think the parade started. I hear them. You hear them? I hear them. You hear them? Yeah. But when the cops come, it doesn't. Everybody's like, oh, there they are. Well, yeah, they're they're just preparing the way. They're preparing the way for the parade. And John the Baptist, he's preparing the way of the Lord. He's a siren, if you will. And that's what we are. I mean, we don't have to be like a siren that scares the bejeebies out of people. But we're, we're pointing behind. No, we're, we're not it. Even when people see, uh, you know, us do things or see our accomplishments, see, uh, you know, life change in our lives. Yeah, we thank God for it. But realize we, we are quick to say we didn't do it. It was God working in us. We're thankful for it, but it was God working in us. And so uh, John says, I baptize you with, uh, with water. He baptized you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. What's he, what he's, his, his, he's, John is telling people that Jesus... There will be a rise and a fall with Jesus. He's going to be and the and the and the and the the prophetic word around Jesus was the same from the beginning. The same word was told to Mary, his mother. He will be the rising. He will cause the rising and falling of many in Israel. Is what uh, Simeon told Mary at the birth of Jesus. Like Jesus is going to cause people to respond one way or another to God. They're either going to say yes to God's activity in Jesus, or they're going to say no. And those that say, yes, he's gathering into the barn, the wheat into the barn. But those who reject him are condemned already. And when many words, and with many words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod, the tetriarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, yeah, Herod was he Herod was nasty, man. He he uh he killed his family members, he slept with his brother's wife. Uh, he was just a bloodthirsty, nasty human being. <laughs> and so John, the prophet, he, he calls him out, man. He said, This dude's nasty. You all know he's nasty. He and uh he's living ungodly, not treating people right. So John called him out. And uh, so Herod had him locked up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was being was baptized too. Verse twenty one. As he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven: "You are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased." Now Jesus himself was about thirty years old. When he began his ministry, there you go. When you want to know how old Jesus was when he started his ministry, right there, he was 30. He was the son, and this, now we're going to go into the genealogy. All right, so we're just going to, this is like a big roll call. For us, the genealogy is boring, you know. There's a few highlights, and I'll be honest with you, it's not the most exciting thing in Scripture. You ain't got to pretend. You ain't got to pretend like, oh, yeah, I love genealogies. Well, you might love genealogies if you're weird. 
No, I mean, but if you're Jewish, you know, this was awesome to see the genealogy because you—it's kind of a roll call. It's kind of a you know, like your your family, you know, your family lineage. Oh yeah, I know them. Oh yeah, I'm related to them. Oh yeah, that's my cousin. Oh yeah, that's that's my that's my uh, that's my uncle. But it, here it roots, uh, it anchors where Jesus was from. Joseph himself, or Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought of Joseph. So he was thought. He actually wasn't the actual son of Joseph. Did you see Luke's subtle uh, inference there? They thought he was the son of Joseph. He actually wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of Mary and the son of God. But Joseph raised him, adopted him, so to speak, and he was not biologically the son of Joseph, but he was, uh, by adoption, um, the son of Joseph. So here we go. He was the son of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi. That's a fun name. Son of Janiah, or Jananiah, the son of Joseph, the son of Mathat, Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, that's another fun name, Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Math, Math, <laughs> the son of Math. He was good with numbers. That one was Math. Uh, the son of Mattathias, another one, another Mattathias, the son of Simeon, the son of Josek, the son of Joda, not Yoda, not baby Yoda. Yoda. It could have been pronounced Yoda. Yoda. Maybe. Who knows? The son of Jeonan, the son of Risha, Risa, the son of Je the son of Zerubbabel and Shealtiel. Do you remember them? I remember them. They're from the story of uh, Haggai and Ezra. Uh, they were uh, Zerubbabel. Yeah. They were during the uh, rebuilding of the second temple. The son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Ad Adi, or Adai, the son of Kosum, the son of Elam Elmadam. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, guys. Uh, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer. I like that name, Eliezer. I don't know why. It just has a ring to Eliezer. I mean, if Eliezer... Just sound, they sound smart, Eliezer. You know, my uncle Eliezer once said, well, you know it's true. You know what I mean? The son of Malaya, the son of Mena. Oh, Malaya and Mena. That'd be good names for twins. Malaya and, Mal and Mina. Malaya and Mina. Hmm. If I ever have twins, which I ain't, just saying. The son of Mattathiah, the son of Nathan. Here we go. We know this cat. This cat, Nathan, the son of David. All right, King David. You know, so he's showing Jesus is from the line of David. The son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz. Remember Boaz, the story of Ruth. Uh, yeah, Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab. The son of Ram. I wouldn't want to be called Ram. I mean, I just feel like if your name is Ram, you're pushy. <laughs> I don't even 
know why. But like, the, is it, wouldn't you? I mean, if your name is Ram, you're pushy. Like, man, brother Ram, he he just always just barreling through. I don't know. I don't know. Man, I just don't think he'd want to be Ram. It's a good name for a truck, I guess, but not a person. So, um, son of Ram. Son of Hezron, of course, you know, it may be one of those things, hard-headed, yep, that Ram. Yeah, you're definitely hard-headed if, you're, if your name is Ram. I wonder if the parents were like just, you know, they're sitting there, you know, in, the, in uh, Palestine, and they, the little baby he coming, and they look, they're like, what are we, what are we going to name this child? And they look out, and over on the, on the grassy uh, countryside is a, is a four-legged creature with a horn. Ram. That's it. Ram. And they're like, no, no, I just said that. I just said there's a ram over there. Oh, no, you named him. First word out of your mouth is what you call Ram. No, I was just saying there's a ram. Nope, it's his name now. And you stuck with it. <laughs> the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob. We know these dudes. Jacob. Isaac, yes, sir. Isaac, um, Abraham, yeah, yeah, and exactly. We're actually getting now. We're experiencing what teachers experience the first day of school. Son, how do you say your name? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm probably butchering this, but how do you how do you pronounce that? The son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, Abraham. Yeah, the father of many nations. The son of Terah, the son of Nahor. The son of Serug, the son of Ru. <laughs> I like that one, Ru. The son of, oh, man, Pieg. That sounds like a pig. That's not fair. Now, how you get stuck with that? I mean, in Hebrew, that's not, pig. Pieg doesn't mean anything or no it's p leg <laughs> that's so bad that's worse <laughs> i'm not even y'all i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> i thought that was an i but it's an l it's <laughs> i can't <laughs> the son of p leg how you get that name <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, there's so much. So much. But I but I'm not. Mm -mm. Son of Eber, the son of Sheila, the son of Canaan. Um, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah. He old. Remember? Oh, Methuselah, he old. Yeah, Ram is easy to pronounce. Yeah. May not be the prettiest name, but it's easy to pronounce. The son of Enoch, he walked with God. The son of Jared, the son of Meth Meth Mahaliel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Wow. Awesome. So uh, Luke traces Joseph's ancestry all the way back to Adam through the... Uh, through his uh through Joseph's line all the way back to Adam. Very cool.
All right, you guys, let's pray. Thanks so much for being on today. You guys are awesome. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the chance for to journey together this week uh, through your word. Um, thank you for the way you teach us and instruct us. Thank you, God, for the example of John the Baptist. And we pray that this year, 2023, would be a year of fruitful uh, righteousness, that we would bear the fruit of righteousness, that all of the fruit of the Spirit would be evident and would grow in our lives, uh, and that also we would reach those who are far from you with the good news of your Son. Lord, remind us whenever we're tempted to uh, receive and take in the praise and the glory that's yours, Lord. We, we pray that we would always be reminded to know, to point it to you, that we are, just, we are just the preparers of the way. You are the one that the world's been waiting for. Thank you, Lord, for the day that you touched our lives and changed us. We are so grateful for a new life in your name. Lord, may you best bless my friends today, encourage them and strengthen them. Pray that you would give them each and every need uh, that they have. Lord, for those who are sick and recovering, may you bring healing to their bodies. May they feel uh, strength and encouragement even now as we're praying for them. Lord, we love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for spending this week in uh, the Word together. We'll be back at it on Monday. Uh, remember, on your own, read Luke chapter 4, and then next week we'll pick up with uh, Mark 2, John 2, 3, 4, and 5. Um, yeah, so we'll be back at it on Monday. Thanks for spreading the word about the podcast. I really appreciate it when you share it, like it, comment on it. Uh, if you leave a, uh, a uh, some feedback, love that. Um, if you rate it, if you listen to the podcast on Apple Music or whatever, you can rate it. That's awesome. All right, you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.